0: Welcome to the Retro Time Podcast with Jeremy Miller and Derek Siebert. Today, our heroes talk about thriving in large and small organizations. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, welcome to the Retro Time Podcast. Uh, so, Jeremy, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? You know, something came up today. Interesting.
1: I don't know if you guys can see, we're recording. Derek's got his Hawaiian shirt. I do. And it's a wonderful, beautiful Hawaiian shirt, it's one of my favorites. There is a little tradition that Derek and I have. Mm-hmm. On Fridays, we wear our Hawaiian shirts, regardless of the weather. Last Friday, it was rainy and cold.
0: It was. Tough and Hawaiian shirt. In the, in shirt the morning. To...
1: And I, we wore our Hawaiian shirts, and it was hilarious because it was so dreary outside. It's the antithesis of Hawaiian shirt weather. Yeah. But later in the day, it got hot. And his son came out.
0: <laughs> sure did.
1: In January. Sure did. And it was perfect Hawaiian awesome shirt New weather. weather, baby. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's our tradition, right? And we were talking about this. We said, "What's a good topic for a podcast?" And one of the things that we came up with was dealing with working in a giant company. And you yeah. might ask yourself, how does that Hawaiian shirt tie in to this? And it's our way, Derek and I. We have this way of just making. This giant behemoth of a company, a little bit smaller and a little bit pers- more personable.
0: You might call it silly goose in it. Silly goose in it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's... You goose it up.
1: That's kind of where, where this be you wouldn't think it is. That's our that's our, uh, our little analogy is kind of how it ties into this topic today. But you listen to podcasts, generally speaking, about software I development, do. UX design, sure. things like that, product design. Pretty much everybody is talking from the perspective of working at an agency that, like, you know, customers hire them to build their software. Or startups that might be, like, internal or, you know, but they're usually commercial-type applications. You never really hear people, you know, generally speaking, I'm sure there are podcasts like but talking about working at a big company, building software for that company, like internal software teams. right? And it's something that Derek and I feel is not really you know people don't talk about that very much you know and like, there may be
0: reasons for it you know maybe folks who it's not as know, interesting well, it's, it may not be as interesting but it also may be that things they're working on are, are private you know yeah, um, I would they're internal things like the interesting that interesting part because I do
1: yeah. think what we're working on in a big company is quite interesting but for um, sure for sure so anyway that's um, that's what we're talking about today getting ahead yeah getting ahead thriving you know, in
0: a company like that, because a big lot of company. times
1: I feel like a lot of people that I know that have worked at big companies, they, they either do really well and they get promoted, they get up to like higher levels, or they say, um, "Screw this, I'm out. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going back uh, to the startup world where I can actually have some impact." Um, and so that's, the, I think, a lot of thing kind of comes down to is people working at big companies a yeah. lot of times feel like they really can't make an impact, and you know, humans generally speaking like to make impacts on things and and you know leave our mark and things like well, that and it's hard to do that at a big
0: We company. spend a lot of time here every day you know you spend a lot of time at your job exactly. you spend a lot of time you want you want to be productive but you also want to make sure you're making uh, an impact like just yeah, and you know.
1: leave your mark and you know have have purpose in what you do so uh, it's hard to do that at a big company for sure so so that's the thing you know let's talk a little bit about you know the differences because there are differences working at a startup versus working at a big company um, yeah. I, I used to work at a startup before I, I came here we did enterprise software but we did it at the startup level right smaller company it was like six of us five six of us and mm-hmm. there was seven at one time and it was amazing like how fast we could get stuff done you know it yeah. wasn't the bureaucracy Mm. that you see in, like, the big companies. We didn't have sure. meetings with 18 different people on the phone, all leaders of some other bigger team. Um, you know, everybody was in the same office. We didn't have to deal with people all over the world in different time zones. Um, it's amazing, actually, when I came to... Um, I used to go to the gym. Little, little anecdote. I used to go to the gym every day hmm. at one30 and everybody the, knew. During the day? During the day. I used to oh, go. man. Every single day. I, if I didn't work out, I would just sit in the hot tub.
0: That's when they'd schedule all the important meetings.
1: Yeah. No. But the thing is, <laughs> there, were no there. there were no meetings. There were no meetings. meetings. And if there were wow. meetings, it was just one or two maybe a week. A we meetingless culture. We just did our work, huh. right? Because there were so few people to meet with. Sure, we were I guess all in so. the same yeah. office, right? Um, and then when I came to GE, guess what I stopped doing?
0: Going to the gym. Going to the gym.
1: Because yeah. now it's like my day is literally nothing but meetings. Mm-hmm. You know? and You're a professional meter. Yeah, I'm a, pro- I a professional meter. I'm a PM, professional meter. Professional meter, um, You're a meter association. Man. I could start that group. Anyway. You should. So should. Um, so those are some different. So startups, you know, they're very fast, small teams, very efficient, very scrappy. You don't have to ask permission, you just go and do it. You don't have to deal with all the security kind of stuff that a big company does. But at the at the same time, there are no benefits. The pace sucks. (laughs) The hours are long. Um, If you're lucky, you might get, um, you know, you might get uh, sweat equity. Yeah. Which could be worth maybe nothing or it could be worth a lot. So you have no idea. It's a gamble. Um, But even aside from that, working in a startup is small teams. And what that means is you end up working with just by yourself. Interesting. And as a designer coming from that background, I had nobody to look at stuff and Mm. say, hey, that's bad, you know. Uh, that doesn't work. Have you tried this other thing? You're, I'm stuck and I can't figure out how to get so past it.
0: So you were, it's as if you were in a wolf pack, but you were kind of the lone wolf. The lone wolf. The soul wolf. The soul yeah. wolf in the pack.
1: You know, and that was really frustrating. That was something that was very hard. So I, I had to, you know, a lot of times ping my buddies who were designers. Hey, does this look weird? You know, bug them while they're trying to actually work at their job. Right. Um, and so the culture is very different. Yeah. But you've like worked at like the government. That's like crazy. Big. I have. That's as big as it gets.
0: I don't know if it gets any bigger. It doesn't really get any bigger. But I can tell you though, uh, looking back at my startup days, um, I had a, a job working in a in a startup. But it was it was kind of a different environment than a lot of people. Uh, it was so much of a startup that it had just started that week. That's a start. And I was the only
1: programmer. <laughs> Were you the only person? <laughs>
0: It was the, the CEO, <laughs> the, the, the actual, uh, company operated out of a recording studio. So I had a piano behind me and oh, wow. That's the kind of recording, a nice yeah, it I, too spent, too I spent, too a, too I too spent too a lot of time, I'm uh, stuck. Let me go. yeah, I spent a lot of time unwinding. Um, but, uh, it was chaotic in that, Nobody was reviewing my work. Mm-hmm. Nobody was telling me or making me get better, yeah. helping me get better. I couldn't um I didn't know if I was doing things terribly or good. It turns out it was yeah. really bad sure, what yeah. I was doing programming wise. And when I came to the government, I realized, wow, I do have support, mm-hmm. but everything is so slow. I got, you know, I got kind of disillusioned for a while. Yeah. Didn't know who to trust either, who was the good ones, who was who were the people who just hung around for years and never were really great but just happened to like keep getting promoted. Because yeah. that happens in big companies too. People that fly under the radar. Of the,
1: yeah, that's one of the bigger things that I've found working in a big company that's maybe the most frustrating. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's really easy to fly under radar. Mm-hmm. Which if you're talking about just getting ahead,
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what
1: you want to do. Maybe, maybe you've been so. doing this for 20 years and you've got, you know, family to support and you got other priorities. It's not that maybe you're like, I don't think people that do that kind of thing are necessarily um, mal mal-inten- malintended. Oh, they probably just like, fall into habits. Just, you know? well, even that, they're just it's not the top priority for them. Maybe yeah. they have family, maybe they got a side business that they're running or something. Mm-hmm. And so they come to work, and then when they're done, they check out, for which sure. is
0: fine. I, don't, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: I don't uh, think that I know. can't blame. I mean, I've, ain't now, no
0: shame in that game.
1: So that's one when things to me like the biggest benefits of working at a big company. There's certainly negatives, but. The bureaucracy is is obviously a lot. (laughs) Uh, It's slow, um, but at the same, it's very segmented. It's very uh, I'll tell you a story. I
0: I needed a notebook. Okay, Uh I needed a notebook this week. Um, Ten people were involved. A notebook. Notebook. Ten people were involved. A PO was created. (laughs) A process was in (laughs) created. Um, and I have no notebooks way. coming. See, yeah. I would have just gone to Walgreens and bought myself a notebook. <laughs> that's what people end up doing. if they want to, That's the problem with... Uh, I I've didn't know,
1: you know... I didn't mean to cut you out. Cut you out, yeah. out. I, um, if I would have known that the company would pay for my own notebook and pens, I would have gone through that process a long time ago. I didn't even think to try. But that's the thing. Because that's things thing. take
0: so yeah. long, a lot of times people just let the bureaucracy yeah. take advantage <laughs> of them. Yeah.
1: But that said... There are huge benefits
0: to working in a big company.
1: Oh, yeah, right. For, for sure. sure. The money, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. One of the best places to Cash work. Cash money. Works. Benefits.
0: Benefit money. You know, if you're lucky, impact awards. The
1: impact awards, unlimited <laughs> <laughs> time off if you get the right company. Right. Um, you know, a lot of money to throw around. So lots of money for travel, lots of money for training. For uh, sure. I mean, those kinds of opportunities that you would never, I would have never thought to even get a- money to go to a conference at a startup. Me neither. You know, unless it was like a really big startup at that point. You know, right. How, at what point is a startup no longer a startup? You
0: know? Once like, you have HR. Google is no longer <laughs> I think a it's once you have HR.
1: You know, like Uber is not a startup anymore. No, no, right? no. Uh, Although
0: so, Uber's HR wasn't yeah. super great. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, right. Anyway, a different so
1: story. Um, anyway, but, you know, lots of opportunities. Lots of opportunities for promotion and growth and things that mm-hmm. you would never get at a startup. And, you know, if you are older and you've got family and you've got kids and stuff, you know, I could never see going back never seen myself going back to a startup
0: yeah. at this point well there's all other kind of benefits too like HR benefits yeah. you know and other things HR does like there was a tuberculosis outbreak uh, at our site you know and there were a certain group of people who had to be mm-hmm. like put, yeah. put into a room a whole process was in place we got free yeah. testing and all this stuff um, it was so. It was just. If I write a start that would happen, they've been like, "Just stay home for a few days. Just stay home for a few days. <laughs> just if, if you uh, feel bad, go to the doctor. Just come back if you don't just, die. Can
1: you go to the emergency uh, emergency room because yeah. we don't have any money? To Actually, you know what? Go to urgent care. Yeah, go to urgent
0: care. yeah. <laughs> um, ERs too expensive. ERs too expensive. Um, right. But
1: no, the work life balance to me is like the biggest thing, right? Like being able to take <laughs> off. Sure. When I want go to my kids' stuff after school or go to the stuff during school. They got to play or they got a musical the thing. Or, you know, Being able to go to that, going to their events yep. is worth more than any of the money they could give me. Um, yeah, And that kind of reason alone, I think, is a reason. And obviously the benefits are there, but it's so easy to get burnt out here. It is. At a big company. It's so easy to just throw your hands up and say, screw this. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just throw your hands up and say, you know what? I'm going back. I can't take this anymore. It's even easier to just become that that kind of checked out person the checked out person who yeah I just get the paycheck I'm not fighting with you anymore I'm Mm. done I told you what I thought you didn't think it was good screw it I am just heads down go home get my paycheck come back to work get my you know go home and and, and do my thing and you know that's certainly not fulfilling I don't think a lot of people
0: I think people of certain types don't get fulfillment out of that and sometimes it's hard it's almost like you know I've heard uh, different psychological things like depression. They they will hit you, but you don't know you're being hit. Mm -hmm. Things like burnout hit you the same way. In a big company, you can burn out and think everything's fine because this is the way it's been for so long. But you're really just going down this path, and your habits are really not super great, and it could burn you out. You know? Yeah. So, so then what? Right. That's
1: what you do. So, so do you, what do you, how you do? do, you, how, do you, how do you thrive? How do you, how do you thrive? Yeah. So the whole we point, identified the, the, whole yeah, the point problems. of this podcast,
0: right? Yeah. What what can you do? What are so options? let's walk through it. So what is what are some of the big um, benefits of working in a large organization? Uh, and you can kind of twist some of the negatives to become benefits. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a little bit. So large companies are primarily built around humans. Knowing other, sorry, people, knowing other people um, who've done certain things in the company. Relationships, Mm -hmm. building relationships. Documentation is oftentimes out of date, not not useful. So knowing the right people is a good place to start. If you're on a product that is complicated or an organization that is complicated, learn the organizational structure Mm -hmm. as best you can. Write it out. That's a first step to you dissecting this incredibly complex monster and making it simple for yourself to understand.
1: Right. So, but, and then to that, once you've got that and you understand that, that's when you can start to break the structure. When you, you can't break structure.
0: a structure until right. you understand it, exactly. So
1: once that happens, you can find a thing that doesn't exist and make it for yourself, which I think is something that a lot of people coming into big companies are terrified to even try. And an example of this might be, um, a good example, I guess, would be something like enterprise software, very slow to adopt UX. Right. Right. So you're starting to see that now. But two, three years ago, you know, a company we worked for didn't even have UX, it wasn't even a thing. And so um, finding out that structure and realizing that there is a a hole or a need, right, Mm -hmm. a vacuum that needs to be filled, you can then become the answer to that problem, that hole, fix it. And you can then become the person to go to for those those issues, and then theoretically, if you you know the organization is, is fluid enough, can eventually turn that into an actual position, become a director, you know, yeah. you know the first person to, to show that there's this problem. Maybe maybe you work to hire hire a person or something, and eventually get up there. But if you don't have the experience, but finding finding that that need and filling that need creates opportunity for you and makes you invaluable. Because eventually, yeah. that's another bent, like you know um, uh, downside of the big companies ebb and flow. They hire, they fire, they lay people off at some point, cycles mm-hmm. and stuff. So business cycles come and they go, and you need to be a linchpin. You need to be critical enough that you're not one of those people that get laid off, which is sad to think okay. about. But in,
0: in a lot of sense, if you're in a company that has a loose organizational structure where they like one person has a lot of direct reports. Mm-hmm. It's not clear what the lines of responsibility are. You can thrive in that organization by taking advantage of the fact that certain things aren't getting done as well as they could be. Right. You can go insert yourself, help the person who you believe is responsible, get it done. Then you learn their job. Yeah. All of a sudden, you'll get known as the person who knows how to do that thing and you'll know how to do that thing which is beneficial you'll learn whatever it is like for instance if it's finance if it's mm-hmm. you know um, if it's architecture, if it's programming, if it's UX, if it's project management. If you see a lacking go fill it. If there, if you're in an organization that is uh, more rigidly mm-hmm. structured where there are responsibilities clearly set and you're here to do your job um, then you have a different kind of like uh, directive. Your directive is to do whatever you're doing as well as you can and still understand the structure of the organization to know how to navigate it. Or if you don't like that structure, go to an organization that has a different one.
1: The next thing I would say that leads from that is you can't navigate that HR structure, that organization without building relationships. You can't. It's like the key thing. That's almost to me like the basis for all this. Mm-hmm. Like, navigating a big company like this is only possible if you work with other people in it. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself. And one of the interesting things that, like, my dad actually always said this. He used to work for GMA Sage, a big, big, uh, the financing wing for General Motors. Okay. Big corporation. So he worked there too. And this is something he always said, and it stuck with me. It's if you, wanna, if you want to get something done, take someone to lunch mm. and that's like in New Orleans that's like a big thing No, oh, are yeah. a big thing right so sure. we're in New Orleans going and having a meal with somebody is like the most intimate thing that you could do so true right and so you you break down You're very, you know, you're, you let your guard down when you go in and you share a meal with somebody and you know you is like you might have food stuck in your teeth those kinds of things like you're very kind of like you let like, your guard you're vulnerable. down you're very vulnerable yeah and so um it's a lot easier to make closer connections with people in that instance right so you know even drinks lunch whatever dinner drinks over lunch better. drinks over lunch drinks over dinner, drinks drinks over drinks lunch over drinks yeah
0: um
1: so um, you know those kinds of things uh, it, it's interesting though like and i think we're like very it, in new orleans that's like our culture but sure. a lot of a lot of cities new york I don't or big cities, people are very closed off. It's, they're not very, they're like open to, to meeting different people, new people that they didn't know before. Um, it might not be something that they think of yeah. immediately. Whereas like, maybe in New Orleans, it's obvious. Like, go get coffee with them and just talk it out, man. Like, why are you guys, what's your beef? Like, let's just yeah. go have lunch and just like talk it out.
0: Much more casual. Yeah. Um, I think so. And, and when you keep things casual, a lot of times people will open up quicker. Mm-hmm. They'll, and they'll, they'll try to help you as best they can. And, and, Getting the hard stuff done usually involves trust Mm -hmm. between one or two people or maybe three if you're trying to coordinate things between three groups. That trust can't be built over Skype calls, over, you know, uh, quick telephone conversations. Everybody, go around and say your name. Yeah, it just... Go around and say, oh wait uh, <coughs> sorry the uh, Skype cut out Yeah, you know oh yeah about down, oh yeah. man Skype always cuts out you know right. like you, you can't right. you can't build relationships that way so if you have a team that is either large and partially remote mm-hmm. you gotta get people together periodically so that you yeah, can group right, together that critical, that's something we <laughs> haven't talked about but it's it's, a, it's an aspect of being in a large organization because <laughs> that's the new way to work yeah. is remote but you
1: know working. I mean getting people together is critical I would say. Um, Obviously, budgets won't allow that sometimes. So, you know, to your point, the Skype calls and things like that, if that's all you've got, it's all you've got.
0: Use the best tools you have to solve that problem. Put your camera on.
1: Yeah. Put the camera on. Sure. And just start, you know, let people see you. Let people see your hair messed up. You know, you work from home that day. Let them see, like, you know, your pajamas. I don't know.
0: The more vulnerable you seem in situations where you're trying to gain that trust, Mm -hmm. uh, the more likely... Other people are to be vulnerable with you. I think that's that's a big. You big know, one point. of the
1: other things too that I think it's a lot of counterintuitive in, too. in um, big corporations, one of the things people end up not bringing to work is their personality. Interesting. You know, like think about this. Some some big companies. I don't I don't know what every company is like, but a lot of companies have like rules around what to put on your desk. Mm. You know, like you maybe one or two private picture or pictures, personal photos or something, but you can't put like fun stuff to. You know, that it kind of shows off your personality, like comic books or whatever. So yeah. you want everything like clean and all that stuff, which is crazy to me. But if that's what you're working with, you got to work. You know, wear a silly shirt to work, or like mm-hmm. if you can, if your dress code allows it. Um, but those kinds of things, like letting your personality out, to right. me, kind of it it opens you up. Uh, other people can can then come and like they feel like they want to talk to you it, it brings other people kind of into your
0: sphere those kinds of things if you're remote you got a tiny little house at your desk i'm telling you and, and it's I I and every time it. I go over there it's like it's like I feel like i'm coming to visit you at home. <laughs> I bring a pull up, Yeah, pull up a beanbag. Pull up a bean beanbag. That's Let's But
1: check. Uh, no, I mean, and it makes me, you know, makes people feel comfortable coming and talking to me because, uh, you know, our, our stuff is hard, man. It's confusing, and the stuff that we're working on is really complex, and people get intimidated. They, they feel do. like they feel stupid because they don't know it. I don't know half the crap I'm talking about most of the time. You know, <laughs> it might sound like Cut that. that. But uh no. <laughs> no, no. I mean I'm No no it's true you know I'm using like the logic I built up over time to assume certain things or infer certain things that I think are correct. But I don't have a hundred percent of the answer. So like it, mm. it helps I think people coming, you know, um help with people coming to you. But aside from that, let's talk about remote because big companies generally they'll end up dealing with remote people. Sure thing. Learn, like small talk, man. Small talk. Mm. When you get on a phone call with somebody, um and you've got 30 minutes. People just want to get right down to it, right? And, yep. and it's sometimes important, but hey, how was your weekend? How are your kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, was, I heard you had a toothache the other day. How'd you go good check? You're all right? Everything's good? You know, how's your dog? Oh, I heard your dog got sick. You okay? You know, your kids are doing all right. Oh, I heard your kid you know, graduated high school. Just yeah. normal human conversation. Just little things it's like, like that. You'd be surprised how, like, we work with people in, at one point, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, America, Mexico, Singapore, um... Budapest, Scotland, Hungary, Scotland, mm-hmm. uh, all in the same conversations. Brazil, all in the same, uh, you know, phone call. Yep. Like, how do you connect with those people to get work done? You can't just jump into it and like different cultures, different people, different ways of
0: working. I have a technique. Okay. You start the call. You say, "Hey guys, tell me I'm going to do each of your accents." <laughs> What Tell me mean? how accurate I am. All right, let's <laughs> let's go Scottish. That's not even close. Let's do... That more Irish. Let's do boot paste That's not that, even no, close. That, that, no, that was... Let's do Polish. <laughs> the same exact one. It's not helping anybody. However, um, you'll get good feedback. You will get good yeah, uh, uh Consider not doing that <laughs> again. Consider never doing that. <laughs> uh,
1: but that, you know, it's... it's um, it's important to do the small talk. I cannot stress that enough, mm-hmm. and it's not wasting time. And people feel like it's wasting time, and I'm sure somebody on the phone call will feel like you're wasting time. And I'm not saying spend 45 minutes small talk, but five minutes. Cut it off and say, "Oh well, you know, let's get down to work." After five minutes, I think it's worth. You will probably that that call will be more efficient, and you'll probably get more done spending those five minutes breaking down loosening the tension, loosening up. the tension. Because if you a lot of these calls, they end up being tense. They're very you know, you're trying to convince somebody of a uh, of a thing that you think they're wrong, and you think you're right, and you're trying to mm-hmm. convince them of that. It's a lot easier to do that when you're friends with somebody than it is when you're enemies. Right. Um, and so that's the kind of stuff that that um, when you're dealing remote.
0: So we talked a lot about uh, what to do thriving relationships. I got one more. Hit it. Learn a few words in the other language. If there's a, if you're working with people from another country, I guess. So we So we've, right?
1: we've worked with people in now Budapest. Ciesk. Poland. That's Poland. Czech, Poland. See ya. Kissing him. Thank you. Hello. Goodbye. Zink.
0: Zinky.
1: Zinky. Zinky. I'm getting pretty good. Yeah, you're getting good at it. I'm getting, so, getting um, good. So, you know, hello, goodbye, thank you, sorry, excuse me, talk to you tomorrow, those kinds of things. Um, it go a long way. And, then, mm. like, I, I can't tell you enough, like, how many people from Hungary and from Poland have expressed how, like...
0: Happy they are
1: that we have tried to learn a few words.
0: Yeah, it's a big thing. I mean,
1: write it down, put it on a sticky note, and put mm-hmm. it on your monitor. Hello, Chesh. Um, goodbye. You know, Jindobr. Like, uh, good morning, Jindobr. Like those kinds of things. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: just put it up there. Yeah, and and reference it. And just type. You know, um, those it's kinds going to of that things, extra effort. To it just it goes a long way, man. And people just, you know, you get down to business, mm-hmm. and 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 you're all business. And it just it doesn't end up being as efficient as effective as you would think it would be.
0: Now I can tell you a story. Jeremy and I traveled to Poland recently, and uh, we were uh, having dinner with um, two lovely women uh, from Poland, and uh, we (laughs) we were trying to. They were very uh, excited about the way we talked uh, in New Orleans. So there are a few things that we said. Now before you get us in
1: trouble. Yeah, this was a large group of people. Oh yeah, it was or, a large group. It wasn't just two two random women
0: in Polish. Poland. Hey, hey, uh, you and you, come have dinner uh, with us. No, the no, chances
1: are very good. My wife will hear this one.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Amy, um, this was a work dinner. Um, we can confirm it. There are pictures. So we're sitting of all
1: of us together. In all a of us
0: together in a room, and the probably video of us doing this. So uh-huh. we we're talking to them. We we're trying to explain them how to say things like, "How's your mom and them." <laughs> and then they well, would yeah. try to say it back. Where you at? And uh, who dat? Who
1: dat, yeah. yeah.
0: So it was yeah, funny. Right. Uh, I got a, I got a response back from one of them, and I said uh, I asked her, "How's your mom and them?" And she responded back, "Who dat?" <laughs> Which is an incorrect use of that phrase, but it warmed my heart. It made me think, like, "Oh man, she remembered our conversation. Yeah. We connected at that time, and now we'll always have a better working relationship yeah. because of Absolutely. that."
1: And um... People will remember that, and I guarantee you they will remember that over anything else that we ever talked about for work. Yeah. But they will remember you, they remember me. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, like when it comes to go and t- take care of the next problem, all the technical crap we talked about is irrelevant. What they'll remember is they were really easy to talk to. I can, I can go to them with a problem, and I'm, it won't be stressful.
0: You can feel comfortable. Yeah. You're trying to make, especially if you're a position of power or a position of strong knowledge in the product, make people feel comfortable with you. Go sit with them. Ask them how they're doing because people listening to this may not be new. A lot of times people make podcasts for people who are new to the industry. I'm not new to the industry. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this a while. I love to hear people talk about things from that perspective. Go talk to them. Go sit. In the morning, go ask people, hey... How you doing? What you working on? Need mm-hmm. help with anything?
1: Yeah.
0: Go down to like remember what it was like when you started. You know that kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Um, but we talked a lot about uh, relationships, culture, all, all the things that are important in thriving in an organization. Creating your own way, great stuff. What about yeah. coping? Things like shirts, yeah. or what are some things yeah. you do to cope with you know? I being um, in this I did a
1: training course um, a couple last year, or sometime the year before that. I can't remember and the idea was like leading in a, a volatile environment. Okay. Right? Like things are going to go wrong. Things the, the stock price is going to drop. There's going to be external things you can't control. How do you cope with those things, right? That was like yeah. part of the big thing and it was really like one of the, one of the books that we read for this tr- this training course. One of the things this guy's talked about was setting time aside for yourself to just not think about work and put it on your calendar so people can't like schedule a meeting like my gym time i used to go do my gym time right. i stopped doing it mm-hmm. and now i instead of going to the gym and relaxing and even just going to sit in the hot tub and not dealing with work for an hour i gotta get a call in with a knucklehead and convince him that like the thing he's doing was wrong and i have a better solution or whatever and then it gets Ooh, all stressed whoever's
0: up. listening to this right now it's not you <laughs> go ahead Jeremy.
1: but so you know those kinds of things i got rid of my personal time yeah, you know, and that's fair. I mean, I you know, it's an hour of well, the day, dude, and I got you know, I also have young kids. I got and kids. Like I'm that, not going to sure. take an extra hour to stay late. You know, before when I was at a startup, I didn't have kids, so don't have to worry about that. But those kinds of things, carving a piece of time out for yourself. Another thing, maybe maybe your kids, if you have kids, are your coping mechanism. That's your time out. Like I'm zoning up I'm not talking about work. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm bathing the I'm, kids. I'm, I'm cooking dinner. I'm yeah. doing whatever you know. So like, phone's off. It's 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 upside down and silent. It's I can't see the screen. It's in. The, put it in a drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, I did make the mistake—not a mistake. I did make the decision to get rid of my personal phone and use my work phone exclusively.
0: Interesting. Right? So they pay
1: for the phone. I, why? Why have two phones? It's kind of a waste of money to me. So I end up having my phone with me all the time, which you know I don't think the company cares. That's why they give it to you. They have a work profile button. I turn it off, so I can't get emails can't get texts. I can't get, you know, Slack messages. Things like that. So, you know, I don't know if it's reading, if it's like playing pool with your buddies, if it's going to the gym, if it's wearing silly shirts to work, if it's putting you know, pictures of your kids up on your desk. Mm I don't know. What do you think? What do you...
0: It's about. I mean, it is about keeping your your personal life separate. And I, I, you know, I found when I was first started a large company, not the government, but the large company, I felt like I had to go above and beyond on every task, everything I was doing. So I was working a lot of nights and weekends. And when I started to realize, burnout slowly crept in. It slowly started to, like we talked about before, I didn't really know what was happening until all of a sudden, I was just so upset about some silly thing that I had no reason to be upset about. And backing away from that, delegating more, realizing that other people are smart too and can do things, maybe it wouldn't be exactly how I would do it. Accepting your limitations and, and taking time for yourself mm-hmm. is the best way to cope. You just brought
1: up a really great point that I think a lot of people don't think about, especially in a big company. Being at a startup, you're the, lone, you're the only one that can do mm-hmm. it. right? When you go to a big company, there are 20 other people that could literally do what we do. Yeah. Ask them for help. You know, there is no reason why. And, and you know, this is a, this is sort of the one of the negatives and advantages of, these com- of working for a company. They move very slow. So generally speaking, your deadlines are never going to be tonight. It's never going to be close of business. So I used to work at an ad agency. They'd call you at 2 o'clock. I need this thing by the end of the day. Right. Never, never would that happen here. You're talking months in advance. You know when deadlines are. Set your time up. And if for some reason you can't, something comes up, ask somebody for help. Don't be afraid to delegate. You don't have to be a manager to help to delegate. I got too yeah. much on my plate. You think you could help me with this? I'll help you with something next week if you need right. help. Um, those are the kinds of things, you know, working on a team of people. We're not the only engineers. We're not the only designers. That's an advantage. Use it.
0: Yeah. You know? I would agree. And other people and the people you work with, we talked about relationships. The people on your team are your assets too. Mm-hmm. They're not people who are trying to keep slow you down, stop you from doing your job. Mm-hmm. They're there to help you. That's why they're there. Yeah. You don't want to work weekends? Get some help. So one of the one of the topics that I think we were, we
1: have on our list to talk about uh, soon is something uh, that I I feel very is very important is uh, talking about um um uh, what do you call
0: it? Oh, man. Not I'm sure. I don't know. Imposter syndrome. The, oh, I was, Imposter just about to, syndrome. I was about to do this. But you thing, did it. Yeah. It worked.
1: Imposter syndrome. There you go. So uh, it's very important to me. I can't remember what. It is. <laughs> Um, Forgetfulness. So, uh, That's what it is. imposter syndrome is really big. And so I feel like when people come to a big company, especially when they're new, they don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. That's for sure. Right? And that is when you're afraid to start passing stuff off to people. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if I if I knew what I was doing, I'd be able to do this faster. Or if I knew what I was doing, I wouldn't be taking so long. If I knew what I was doing, I wouldn't need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Bullshit.
0: The uh, You have... I think that's the thing that I learned that really made my career change is when I started to feel comfortable saying, I don't understand mm-hmm. and my whole career, I didn't understand anything mm-hmm. turns out, yeah, but I never said it. Yeah. So I sat in this like scared, frightened uh, mode until I realized that like people don't mind. Telling me what's going on. Or even helping. Or even helping Answering me out. questions, helping, yeah. And and a lot of times, you know, we write software, so people will review code. People are scared to give their code for review a lot of times. And it, it makes sense because sometimes they'll get feedback. They're They they they're like, oh, I didn't want to make a mistake. I don't want to make a mistake. I'm not going to. That's okay. Yeah. Just say, oh, I didn't understand. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, God, I interesting. I okay. didn't
0: understand that. So, and in my world as an architect, there's so much stuff that changes every day that I have to understand something new all the time. So if I don't know something to the T, I got to go with it and I don't understand. You know, a lot of times when I'm talking to Jeremy about the process of the business, he'll start, he'll start off and I have to kind of stop and it's going, it's going too fast for me. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this a while. And it's going too fast for me. So people who are new, I cannot even imagine how it feels yeah. to be be introduced to some new concept or something. You know. Yeah. So anyway, as
1: complex as some of these some of the big things that, that you work on in these big companies. They're they're not simple. Right. If they were simple, we would have bought a little simple little app online to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's right. not simple. It's very complex and it's very specific to the business and it's it's very difficult to follow. And um, asking questions, I think, is like maybe. I would say, maybe the most important thing. Because mm-hmm. any of this other stuff we talked about, you can't get that information without being not being afraid to ask the questions first. It,
0: so it seems to all tie together. So if we were to tie this all together in kind of a closing statement, it seems like from what you were saying, where I was going, um, my ramblings... I love your ramblings, Derek. Thank you. They are, yours, without a
1: doubt, my favorite ramblings.
0: Yours are delightful as well. I try. So the... If I was to close it up, building relationships with other people in your organization creates comfortability, creates trust, makes it so that asking questions is simpler. There's a simpler road to getting uh, the answers you need. Not as intimidating. Not as intimidating. You're trying to reduce intimidation while increasing your knowledge. Mm -hmm. That is all you're trying to do. And by doing that, you're worth it. And if you can be a little bit of a silly goose while you do it, yeah. make, wear a little silly little yeah. shirt, do make, a little dance. Make a silly jingle make a about, uh, about yeah. the company culture.
1: Yeah, so. so, yeah, those kinds of things, um, I, I just like, I can't stress enough, like, to me, the, the, the easiest way to get ahead in a big company like this, or even thrive, not get ahead necessarily, but be yourself. Because if you work for a company where you cannot be yourself, you don't belong in that company,
0: frankly. So true.
1: Like, if I couldn't be myself at this company, mm. I would not be here anymore. <laughs> I'd find a company I, where I could be myself. And, you know, a lot Preferably of times... Preferably a good one that has really good benefits and pays
0: well. A lot of times you find people to work with, too, that makes the day go by a lot faster. So, right. um, look, thank you, Jeremy, for inviting me in. I know uh, I know, it was... you. I was just walking by, and you just said, come on in yeah, and I have a talk. Thing.
1: I got this thing. I know Derek wants to hear it.
0: Yeah. It's weird how that
1: always seems to happen.
0: It's strange. And there was this microphone set up and this yeah, camera. Camera and stuff? I don't know. So, anyway...
1: Hey,
0: Derek. Hey, yeah. good chat. Good chat. Good chat. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Get some help.